Welcome to It's a Lock, the industry leader in delivering world-class news, views, and analysis related to sports and sports betting. We promise to stuff every episode with square takes, losing streaks, kisses of death, and good old-fashioned degeneracy. I'm your host, Big Bet Brent, and with me, as always, is Mad Money Mike. All right, welcome to It's a Lock Podcast, Season 2, Episode Number 13. I'm your host, Big Bet Brent. With me, as always, Mad Money Mike. How you doing, Mike? Hey, yo, I am pumped to be here as always, Big Bet Brent. Holy crap. Week nine of the NFL. What an exciting week. We've never seen such carnage. Six division leaders got overthrown this past week. There's a lot of news on and off the field that we're going to get to. We're also going to cover week 10. We've got a pick five. This is one of those weird, not even six-pack, five-packers. I don't know how those – uh. Somebody must have snuck snuck one out of that six-pack. But anyway, we have a lot to get into. Mad Money Mike, I want to just start off by saying we have a huge announcement. It's a Lock podcast is soon joining forces with the Underdog Podcast Network. Hey-o. And so we're going to have – yeah, we're going to have more to come on this because our loyal listeners are going to have to, like, adjust how they listen, how they get to listen to this podcast. But – that's a whole bunch of great news that we'll get into later. Essentially, it's going to be more, just better content, better. Like, we're about to buy some equipment. We're about to get some new, you know, production equipment and um, recording and editing equipment. Um, might get some sponsorships. So that means more money to go around. Um, the Yahoo Pick'em next year, likely going to be more than 200 bucks. So many good things to get to, but we're still inking the deal, you know, dotting the I's, crossing the T's making sure we've all got our bases covered. So this is huge, though, Mad Money Mike. Like, this is a big announcement. Big. Monster. Cannot, uh, cannot be more excited. Just uh, the, the future is exciting, unlike my status in the weekly pick'em. And, uh, man, I am pumped. I cannot wait. I know our loyal listeners are going to be pumped. And uh, it's just good things all around. Yeah, so more to come. This will likely be the last podcast that we um, put out via, you know, Anchor and the typical, you know, Spotify, whatever. So we'll send out a little short update once we uh, figure out the new methods and, you know, once we get things figured out. But anyway, just just had to tee that up, had to start with that. Let's get right into recapping NFL Week 9. There's so much to talk about, so many upsets. Like I said, um, six division winners lost outright two terrible teams um the bucks on by all of a sudden like increased their standings they're now minus 650 to win the nfc south tom brady moved up in the mvp rankings on a buy mad money mike i think we have to start with monday night football um although it wasn't a division winner getting upset it was an exciting game last night where the uh, these are we're gonna start at the bottom and work our way up, and I talk about the bottom of like the skill totem pole because these are two teams in a race to the bottom when it comes to skill. I mean, I didn't catch the whole thing, but you're gonna have to fill us in on the exciting ending. Um, I saw a 65 yard field goal, but holy crap, does Jordan Love work, work for SpaceX? I mean, he was like airing lasers into outer space, and like apparently he wanted receivers to catch him. I don't know what was going on, 
Um, Justin Fields, sorry, not Jordan Love. But anyway, Mad Money Mike, what is going on with the Bears, and how did the Steelers win again? Uh, where do I even begin on this one, man? I am so livid about this one. As you know, this one was in our bet tracker. I had the Steelers minus six and a half. Uh, they were leading this game by 14 points in the uh, fourth quarter. It actually was going to be the first time ever that the Steelers had lost a game when leading by 14 points in the fourth quarter. They were like 202 in O or whatever, like, you know, in an absolutely insane number. They allowed the... They allowed the Bears to score 21 points in the fourth quarter. Let's go, uh, let's go mm-hmm. quarter by quarter real quick on the Bears' uh, points total. First quarter, zero. Second quarter, three. Third quarter, three. Fourth quarter, 21 points. This is absolutely just it, – it, go ahead and put your tinfoil hats on, folks, because I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now that the Steelers had a truckload of money on the Bears to cover. There's no other explanation for the way that this went down. This is, is is just as much of a gut punch as there is out there. I wanted them to lose so bad. I wanted them to lose so bad. I, I was hope I was at this point I was just hoping that Boswell would miss the go ahead field goal there with uh you know twenty six <laughs> seconds left or whatever it was uh just out of sheer spite. Um <laughs> Dude, it was so bad. Uh, it, it, this what's crazy is I think they were up by, I guess they were up by fourteen at the point of um, uh, stopping the Bears on uh, defense. Bears punt. Ray Ray McLeod feels the punt, has a, a stellar return going. He's he's at the last he's at the last blocker essentially. If he can you know juke this blocker hurdle him or whatever it's going to be a touchdown but regardless just take a a simple tackle he fumbles the ball bears pick it up uh and go to the house um for a touchdown and uh and at that point they they close the gap maybe they were only up by 10 at that point and they closed it to uh to three um whatever it was it was absolutely absurd um you know, it was everything that happened is completely his fault. And I'm sure what they won the game. So they're not, they don't care. They don't care. They don't care. The rest of us are sitting here, you know, aching over what happened. Uh, but I'm so, not. <laughs> yeah, of course not. Of course not. Congratulations. So enough Cha-ching! of my belly aching. <laughs> enough of my personal belly aching. The point here is that we've got a couple of turds who uh, showed up to the turd bowl on Monday night. I cannot wait to watch both of these teams miss the playoffs because uh, it'll be the one of the only things that I've been right about all year. I have no idea how the Steelers are five and three. Um, I think they're playing the Lions this next week, and I know we said the Lions are live dogs, and I do think they will be. But the Lions, you know, crossed us a couple weeks ago when they got completely owned by the Eagles. So I'm not—I don't know where to go with Week Ten, but nevertheless. Going back to Justin Fields, talking talk about being like Mister Inconsistent. You know, half the time he's throwing rockets to space. You know, Elon Musk is trying to get a hold of him. The other half of the time he's throwing dimes. What, whatever happened to the preseason where he looked like you know Mister Golden Boy? The game is slow to me. I don't understand what the heck is going on. I've heard that Matt Nagy is like 100 percent gone after this season. And also, what the heck is going on with these ESPN animations? It was like first quarter before I went to bed. I saw this. They have like some animation with like Matt Nagy and the GM standing in front of a car, like holding up their passing yards and like the car breaks down. It's like, what is going on? 
I don't know, like give us the Manning brothers and give us less of these stupid animations. So what a crazy game. And it's also crazy to think that you had mentioned uh, Boswell hit a field goal and put the Steelers up by two with 27 seconds left. But somehow the Bears were able to march down the field and get a chance at a 65-yard field goal that was on the money. It was just like a yard or two short. So the Bears almost snuck out no. with a win. No, 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 no. If you watch the replay of that, it didn't even – I think that the ball touched down at the um, – The goalpost. Even... Yeah, yeah. It hit off the upright. Bananas. No, no, no. no. It, didn't even, <laughs> it didn't even make the – okay, I see what you're doing here. Double That's doing, incorrect. dude. Sleeping, <laughs> sleeping, sleeping Beauty over here doesn't know what he's talking about. That ball barely crested. I don't even know if it broke the plane of the end zone before it hit the ground. It was woefully short. Old, uh, I think Santos or whoever their uh, kicker is needs to uh, needs to hit the gym. Maybe some protein bars or something because uh, <laughs> that was that was a subpar effort. You know that the I'm surprised the refs did not call an offsides penalty on the Steelers because I saw a picture of like the the line down the line. Half of their helmets were like well over the ball. So I guess, uh, dude, the ref, the refing was so bad. The refing was so bad in this game. It was just so bad. It's been so bad all year. I guess just chalk it up to COVID. One more thing. Thanks a lot, pandemic. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know why the refing is so bad this year, but it's been absolutely awful. And I agree with you. I would not have been surprised. I tell you or what, why don't that, we, yeah. you want to, you want to talk bad refing. Let's just parlay and like double down. Let's move to the Sunday night football game. Titans upsetting the Rams. You want to talk about some bad refing, that roughing the passer call, um, and then overall just the Rams having 11 penalties and the Titans having three penalties. And also on top of that, the Titans without Derrick Henry going into Los Angeles and upsetting the Rams as like seven-point underdogs. Mad Money Mike, this was your lock of the week. Oh, man, like – you know, one of many upsets and tinfoil hats fully on. Thoughts on this game? Yeah, this was obviously there. There was horrific refing. I mean, where, how many? What do we even begin on that one? You know what I mean? Like, I'll, I can, I can go horse. You know, I can, I can, <laughs> I can wear my vocal cords out right now, just like screaming about refing. But it's like, I am just going to choose not to, I guess. Uh, although I easily could, but I think this was. I don't know if this was a this was a, a case of uh, of looking over a game. You know, if the Rams if the Rams go into it and, and for whatever reason are just not amped, you know, you, you have to play at a high level each week. And and I don't I just don't know if if maybe that was the case. But I will say that I preseason trashed Matthew Stafford, and I will continue to do so despite the fact that they're at seven and two. And let's hope that they do hang on enough wins to make the playoffs. That way we can absolutely pound whatever team goes up against them because this guy is a fake. This guy is an absolute fake. He's been a fake. It's the reason why the Lions got rid of him is because he's been a fake. It's the reason why he could never do anything despite having, you know, Megatron and all the talent around him at all the various times in Detroit. He's done nothing. He'll continue to do nothing. And he did nothing in this game. And, uh, and certainly the defense let him down in the second quarter. Uh, the you know Tennessee put up a twenty-one spot. Uh, you know they they put up uh, you know they they shut him out in the first and third quarters, but uh, but they couldn't overcome that twenty-one point second quarter because Matthew Stafford uh, was was too busy you know laying turds all over the field. So uh, 
Not much to say. That's a hot take. Would you like Staff? You would take Stafford, or no? You would take Tannehill over Stafford starting the Mike Lake franchise. I have have to pick one. I'd take anyone over Stafford. I'd take Zach Wilson over Stafford. Okay, I'm going to no, walk that no. back. I'm going to walk that back. I'm going to walk that back. That's what we call an exaggeration, folks. But, yeah, I would take – I think I would take Tannehill over Stafford. I mean, Stafford. You take ben, Big Ben over Stafford? Well, obviously, now we're getting into all kind of theoreticals, who is the supporting cast around him and all that kind of stuff. But Stafford's bad. Let's leave it at that, man. He's garbage. All right. I mean, he, he's got a case of the sticky hands. And did you see that pick? Did you see that pick that he threw when he was backed up? He was get, he was about to get sacked. He was about to get sacked for a safety, and he was getting spun three sixty. He's getting spun three sixty, and and coming around the three sixty, he just chucks the ball. There's just a there's just a Tennessee defender just standing there. He's just like, oh thanks, catches it. <laughs> now they have it right there at the goal line. Like literally, a safety would have been better. I mean, he just threw a pick right to him after doing a, a spin three sixty. It was like a, you know, it was like a. Uh, it was as amateur hour as it gets. He he's scared. He won't throw the ball. They're just – they're garbage. I hate them. I hate Matthew Stafford. There's no other way to say it. Come on the show. If, you're, if, you, have any, if, you, have any, if you have any integrity whatsoever, you'll come on the, 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 sh- the pod and, and debate me on this, Matt Stafford, you coward. <laughs> hey, look, he was on the Manning cast on uh, Monday Night Football, so I know that his publicist is taking appointments. Um, the other thing I'll say is, Mad Money Mike, you are not going to like my Week 10 lock of the week. Um, and then finally, I tell you what, let's uh, let's keep moving backwards, and let's talk about uh, some other backup quarterbacks. And Pat Mahomes, yeah, all right. So Matthew Stafford, three sixty quarterback, throwing the ball, interception. He's watching too much Pat Mahomes film. Let's talk Packers with a Aaron Rodgerless Packers offense. They have Jordan Love. They head into Arrowhead. And put up a fight against the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs only putting up 13, uh, so the Packers putting up seven isn't so bad. Mad Money Mike, did you see the seats that they gave Jordan Love's parents and family? Oh, please tell me about this. <laughs> like, okay, so they're like, all right, well, we, all right, here are the worst seats in the house. They're the bathroom stalls. I'm like, come on now. We got to give them at least a view of the field. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> we have two seats so far up that a they may not be able to walk that high that's like 30 flights of stairs and like that becomes a fall hazard but luckily they have a quick exit if they just jump over and out when they need to leave in disgrace after such a terrible performance by jordan love but anyway they had like the like 600 level 699 double z 99 the last seats in the stadium okay but let me ask you something here does that make any sense to you how did that happen I mean, Jordan Love, NFL quarterback, he's got some cheddar in his pocket. They sell – NFL tickets sell on the secondary markets for the entire stadium. Just buy your parents some seats. What, how, does, how, does, how does Jordan Love let that happen to his parents? Maybe – yeah, I was say maybe you're, like, uncovering a little bit of, you know, maybe a little bit of dissension. You know, maybe there's a little bit of turmoil in the family. Something's not right there, man. Something's not right. I mean, they don't even Maybe. They have their own money. They have their own money. They have their own money. You're going to watch your son play a big game. You know, Aaron Rodgers is hurt. This is your chance. You're going to watch your son play. Buy some tickets on the secondary market. What are you doing up there? What was that about? I don't know. Man. Maybe the Love family is a little cash strapped. And so we'll offer We'll extend an offer to them to come onto the show. And uh, maybe we could, uh, you know, spot them a, a couple 20s, you know? 
I am going to support that. Absolutely. Jordan loves family. Please come on the podcast, talk with us, and we will buy you tickets that are not in the nosebleeds to your son's next game, which is actually hilarious because we don't have to worry about spending any money because based on his performance, that's probably not ever going to happen. Well, well, here's the thing. I don't know. If, I don't know. So, look, Aaron Rodgers has been beaten to death and dragged through the mud the entire last seven days because of the whole COVID ordeal. But the reason that's still relevant is because he is still questionable for week 10. Like his 10-day clock, because he's not vaccinated, isn't until this coming Saturday. So he won't Mm -hmm. be able to have done any practice all week. And he was on the Pat McAfee show uh, either today or yesterday. And apparently it's a big question mark whether or not like he's going to be personally ready, like like his just his body and his health, and also whether or not like because he's been sitting out if he should play. And so there's a chance Jordan Love may play again. Mad Money Mike is what I'm trying to say. So um, I don't know when you say we when you say we are going to purchase them tickets. I don't know who exactly you're talking about because that does not include me. Um, I have seen what <laughs> I NFL said, ticket all I just prices said was not are. In the nosebleed. I just said not in the nosebleeds. I said we'll purchase you tickets that are not in the nosebleeds. I didn't say we're going to get them 50-yard line front row. But, I mean, you know, I would love to help them out so that they don't have to sit in the nosebleeds again and cause all of the awkwardness that they did. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Talking about the game itself. Yeah, let's get back Chiefs on track. Are... <laughs> Look, Jordan Love wasn't good. He was terrible against the Blitz. But then again, he's a new quarterback, but he's been sitting. So I don't know how you want to piece that out, but he didn't look good. He was 190 yards, one touchdown, one pick. But on the other side of the coin, Patty Mahomes didn't do any better. 166 yards, one touchdown, no picks. I mean, Green Bay lost by six points, and they had a missed field goal and a blocked punt. The Chiefs had 237 (laughs) yards of offense. Mad Money Mike, I mean, maybe this is like – I don't know if this is going to be your lock of the week, but I definitely considered it. The Chiefs are favorites heading into Las Vegas to, to play the Raiders in week 10. They're still not right. Third alert. I mean, <laughs> dude, this is a broken team, man. This is a broken team. This is a broken quarterback. This could be the end of Patrick Mahomes. I'm serious. That's how broken he is. That is how broken he is. Something has happened to him, and it could be a case of – I don't know, to use a sports analogy, you know, when a golfer gets the yips, uh, you know, the shanks, if you will, it, it becomes a, a mental situation, you know, whether it started because, you know, defenses figured him out, you know, they talk a lot about what the Bucks did in the Super Bowl last year about how they only rushed four, dropping seven into coverage, you know, kind of running that combo man coverage with zone defenders while only rushing four. And, and what that, you know, did to him and how that has largely been deployed by most defenses that have gone up against him this year. And obviously you can see how effective it is. But once that happens to you over and over and you continue to throw picks and you continue to underperform and your name starts to get, you know, dragged through the mud, it, it all it all seeps in and you become, you know, uh, you, you clam up and, you know, I don't need to – you know, I don't need to, you know, fill in anymore. You know where I'm going with this. Uh, it's it, it may be insurmountable uh, for him to to ever play at the level that he did before. And um, and with the you know with the up and comer up and comers in the league and, and the high performing teams, you know, we could certainly see Kansas City 
miss the playoffs. I'm going to come out and say it. It's a possibility, and if they do make it in, we could see them bounce on a wild card game. So it looks really bad for the Chiefs. It looks really bad for Pat Mahomes. I wish that I had something better to say, but I think we're going to be able to make some money this year betting against them. That is such a doom and gloom outlook just for the sake of like exciting, competitive. I love watching the chiefs when they're, you know, cranking on all cylinders and your scenario is essentially like this car just got totaled. So I agree. They need to figure some stuff out. And until they do what you're saying is correct. I'm not quite as negative in terms of like whether or not they will or not, like Patty Mahomes being done. I didn't know that like you just had you just walked out of his funeral. You just buried him. Um, oh, he's done. Go tag, I, tag him, and bag him. <laughs> See, I'm not, I'm not there yet. Um, but you're right. They, they're they're not right. They need to get right. You know, the big tomato. He needs to turn things around. The what they do have going for them is they've got you know some pedigree. So they've done it before. It's just, you know, they need to refine that magic. And also, like, look, it's a stacked AFC. It's a stacked AFC West. The Chiefs are five and four. So they're not out of it. They're not out of it. They just got to find their way. And, uh, and, and I'm hopeful that they do that. So Mad Money Mike, I have been calling all the games, and I could continue to do so. However, I do want to give you an opportunity to steer us to which NFL game you want to talk about next. Well, I think uh... – you know, I think, um, you know, I think we should probably just go ahead and rip the Band-Aid off and talk about the elephant in the room, man. The Buffalo Bills, your MVP, number one candidate, Josh Allen, takes a trip south to sunny Florida, Jacksonville on the water, and they lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars in a game that featured, drumroll please, zero touchdowns there were no touchdowns scored in the game zero go ahead and roll that around in the old noggin for a second zero touchdowns scored in the game in which the buffalo bills were playing what what (laughs) they were shut out in the second half against the jaguars man they scored two field goals in the first half and then they were shut out in the second half the buffalo bills josh allen stefan diggs go on and on you know it's like what I, oh man, I wish like now I, I I literally have no words, man. I have no words. This is your turtle alert of the week for sure. I don't even know what to. I don't know what this says. I don't know what this says, man. I think it is possible that the Bills are in a slump. I, they've been. If you look at their trajectory over their last several games, they are they are continuing their slide. Uh, you know they they lose to the Titans. I think that that was, you know, that that did something in the locker room. They don't have a commanding performance against the, you know, the 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 Dolphins at home. They did win the game, but it wasn't a commanding performance. And I think that they only, you know, made the lead what it was late in that game. And then they go on the road and they lose in an absolute turd fest to the Jaguars. They've got to go on the road again and play the Jets. And the Jets found something. The Jets found something, man. Uh, if you want, if we want to. If you know, I'd be interested to hear what you have to say um, uh, about the Bills, and then you know we could we could quickly talk about the Jets and Colts. But but you know, anyways, to back up a minute before we get that's talking about next week's game, we can circle back around to that. Let's back up for a minute and let me hear your take on what is going on in Buffalo. This game 
broke. So like the casino, this, this broke America and funded the books in Vegas for a year because this broke this, this ruined every money line parlay, every tease. This broke all the, this like emptied out all the survivor pools. Anybody, you know, everybody bet on either the bills or somebody. I mean, they're shoot. Like I said, they're like six division leaders that straight up lost. So, um, the, the books are, the books are padded for the rest of the season. Like you said, no touchdowns, the bills, they, they have some great wins, but then they have some terrible losses. And I don't understand this on off switch. Uh, I'm looking back at their schedule. Um, I'm not totally convinced. I mean, they put up 28 or 26 versus the dolphins. They put up 31 and a loss to the Titans and 38 in a win over the chiefs. So it's yeah, just that, these weird. Just- mm-hmm. I was just going to quickly say in that Dolphins game, they they only had 10 points going into the fourth quarter. I mean, they had a 16-point well, fourth the, quarter. Yeah, but. Well, luckily luckily they play all four. Um, but, but I get what you're saying. No, no. But, in yeah, general, yeah, no, the, the Bills. Is, I, yeah. yeah. Okay. That was, only, so. that was only with three with three minutes and 29 seconds left in the game. So in the last three minutes and 29 seconds of the game, they score, uh, you know, 16 points. So uh, – uh, or I'm sorry, uh, they scored 10 points. So, anyways, it was only 16. Anyways, I'm sorry, but you see what I'm getting at. Like, they they did yeah. finish strong in the last three and a half minutes, but that means for the first, you know, whatever amount of minutes, they, they played pretty poor. Yeah, they, yeah, they have, you know, we talked about inconsistency when it came to Justin Fields, and clearly they're not at that level. But, I mean, they, they, uh, they need to find that spark um, all the time. And uh, this game I thought was real particular because it had some Josh Allen on Josh Allen crime. The Jaguars have a safety. I think it's a safety. I think he is a safety that plays on defense. And he had a sack of Josh Allen, the Bills quarterback. He had a fumble recovery of Josh Allen, the quarterback. He had an interception off of Josh Allen. I mean, Josh Allen had an abysmal – Josh Allen, the Bills quarterback, had an abysmal day. 264 yards passing, zero touchdowns, two picks, like I mentioned, that fumble. His MVP odds drop like a rock. Um, meanwhile, Josh Allen, the uh, Jaguars defender, uh, this put him on the map. So, anyway, um, what a crazy game. And then to kind of move it forward, like you mentioned, just uh, talking about the Jets on Thursday Night Football, this was an exciting game. Uh, Josh Johnson you know, stepped in for a little bit for Mike White. Jets put up 30, almost get that backdoor cover. The Colts put up 45. Mad Money Mike, I, I, I have no concerns about the Bills taking care of business and bouncing back and beating the Jets in Week 10. What are your thoughts okay. on the Week 9 Thursday night game and also my comments about the Week 10 matchup of Bills-Jets? Yeah, not too much to say about the Thursday night game. Uh, you know, you and I, uh, in our personal account, we took uh, the Colts at 12 and a half. Uh, and and they covered with fifty, yeah, with a fifteen point win. So that was nice. But the Jets, the Jets were all the way, I think, at like the eight yard line or something. The Jets were about to score a touchdown and make it thirty seven oh, forty five and backdoor cover. And and they uh, they throw a pick. The pick was off of a tipped pass. It wasn't even like a, a bad pass or anything. It just happened. Uh, Colts defensive lineman uh, gets his hand up, tips it, goes up in the air, and they get the interception. And we secure the win. But that's how close it was to not being a win. Um, and that's how close it was to the Jets putting up 37 points and against yep. a pretty good Colts defense. So, I mean, to be honest with you, man, like the, the way that the Jets play football, um, 
I do think that they're going to give um, the Bills fits next week. And we'll, you know, I know it may not be part of the pick five, but maybe we can sneak in a quick uh, 15 second, uh, you know, little blurb about it when we get there. Roger that. That might be the sixth game slash beer that we could talk about. I tell you what, we are going to have to turn it up into kind of lightning round to finish out week nine because I do want to have some brief comments around at least uh, three other really eye-opening, eye-popping upsets. And then, of course, maybe we'll start there. Uh, Vikings-Ravens heading into overtime. Vikings 31, Ravens 34. Ravens coming back. They were down by 14 twice in that game. Lamar Jackson is like the most underrated MVP candidate out there. I mean, he is like single-handedly carrying this team. He had – what did he go for? He had 120 rush yards, 266 pass yards, three touchdowns, but he did have two picks. Justin Tucker, I mean, this man does not miss. You know that he's had 53 straight field goal makes in the fourth quarter and in overtime? I mean, this is uh, unbelievable. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. <clears throat> go ahead and Absolutely. hang his boots up in Canton. I mean, that's, that's just a body of work that's – man, impressive just doesn't cover it. If you don't have if you don't have Lamar Jackson, if you don't have a little bet on Lamar Jackson to win the MVP, mm-hmm. you're basically missing out <laughs> on free money. I'm telling you right now, man, like you have got to get your money in while it's still decent odds because this man's winning the MVP. I'm calling it. I'm going right out. I'm calling it right now. You can still get him at what? Plus Probably 1, twenty to one. That's insane. Oh, plus, plus one thousand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what did you think it was? I was going to say, I thought, I thought it was still worse than that. I thought he was still 20 to 1. But I'm telling you, plus 1,000, he's worth a little sprinkle. Matt Stafford at plus 800 is the books. Like, somebody's sitting back, like, laughing about that one. Josh Allen tied with Tom Brady right now. Like, turtle alert time. Tom Brady is, like, the, the scary thing is, is that, like, you know, Tom, like, Tom Brady is, like, too much of the storybook thing. You know, like, they just, they want to give it to him so badly, you know, that – you know, without a without a yeah. hiccup, Tom Brady might get this just because of how bad they want that to happen for the storyline. But man, yeah. Dak Prescott sitting there at ten to one, and that's on the swindler. So you can probably get him eleven to one, twelve to one, on uh, on some of the more you know reasonable books. But uh, but yeah, man, this is this is brutal uh, for me and Pickham. I had the Vikings to win. The Vikings get an interception in overtime. I'm telling you right now, the Ravens didn't win this game. I'll tell you who won this game. Uh, the or who lost this game, or the the Viking offensive coordinator, whoever is whoever is is p- calling the plays for this absolute turd of a team. I am like I'm telling you, this is unbelievable. They get this interception, they get this interception in overtime. They're on like the I don't know whatever they're on somewhere around midfield, call it the forty yard line, whatever. They run. They run a, a like a swing pass, you know, like a like have the running back. They have Dalvin Cook like running out into the flat and just like a low lollipop swing pass. Then what's he gonna do with that? So obviously the Ravens like you know defenders just like come up out of bounds like nothing, and then they just run a um, then they run like a you know like a, a run play to the to the outside of the tackles in like a big looping long developing run play. That's what they run. They get the interception and on first and second down they run that. So now they have like third and eleven or whatever, and you know. Guess what happened? They didn't get it. You know, it's like, why? They ran, they ran plays. They called plays. They get this interception in overtime. 
80, overtime, just for those of you who don't know, is like after the first possession. It is next score wins. That's it. Mm-hmm. Next score wins. And so you get the ball and you act like you're calling plays like it's the first quarter and you're like coming out and you're trying to like break in your offense. Like <laughs> worst play calling. I cannot believe that they intercepted that. I took the Vikings and pick them. They should have won the game. They, of course, didn't. Um, I'm very bitter. I'm very bitter about the Vikings, man. I want to – I really want to black book them so bad, man. I just uh, – Don't do you know, it, I, Matt. I, ha- don't I might do have it. to, man. Mm-hmm. I might have to. I'm telling you right now, I don't have enough bad things to say about them. But uh, I, I'm telling it, you, man. they're the they're the best three and five team I've seen out there. They just Gosh. cannot stop losing by field goals. They did cover that game. I know that doesn't help you and pick them, but hey, keep in tune with the Vikings. They're they're still fighting. All right, hey, let's just real quick just touch on the other three huge upsets from Sunday because yep. we are we hit the thirty minute mark. It's time to it's time to move to week ten. The Raiders. Yep. Lose to the Giants 16-23. to um, Raiders completely outgained them. The Giants uh, had some fortunate turnovers, so that was a, a shocker. The Browns beat the Bengals in Cincinnati, like the fight beat for the Ohio. Snot out of them. Just 41-16. to Welcome back, Nick Chubb. You know, yeah. OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr. just got released from the Browns, and everyone's wearing their, like, free Odell shirts, but – He's a free agent now, by the way, wants to go to the Packers. But nevertheless, I'm not saying free OBJ. I'm saying free Baker. I mean, he popped off this game. He, he, I mean, he didn't, like, throw for 400 yards, but this was his best game of the season without all that pressure, whether it be external, whether it be real or not. Yeah. OBJ's there you toxic. Go. He's toxic. He's toxic. Everywhere he's been, they've lost. He's toxic. Like, dude, hang it up, man. Hang it up. Get in the booth. You got a pretty face, you know. I'm sure you got things to say. Like, get up in the booth and be a commentator. But like your football day, like, don't bring anyone else down with you, man. Dude, he's. Just Would you like, take him uh, as a co-host on our pod? Absolutely, the invitation is out there. OBJ, your next job. The only thing that you can succeed at is being a co-host on a podcast, and we welcome you with open arms. I thought he was toxic, Mad Bunny Mike. He's toxic as a football player, but he will thrive as a co-host on our pod. All right, there you go, OBJ. Reach out to us. It's lockpodcast at gmail.com. No apostrophes. See, he'll email us, but he'll put the apostrophe. God darn it. All right. Anyway, the last game, the Cowboys pretty much putting up zero points for 99% of the game. The Broncos just traded away Von Miller. They put up a 30 spot. They're not out of it. They're also 5-4. and four. The, the Cowboys, I mean, look, Dak coming off a little bit of an injury, but – at the end of the day, the Cowboys looked terrible, and then they left Dak in for the entirety of the game when they're down by 30, and he's, like, partially injured. This was uh, another uh, another eyebrow razor, another 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 shocker, Mad Money Mike. Yeah, this is, uh, this is, the, um, this is Mike, uh, you know, their, their coach, you know, who uh, after, a, after a stint of, of laying turds in, uh, in Green Bay has, has now – has now come to Dallas to, uh, you know, continue laying turds. You know, to leave Dak in that game is – that's a fireable offense. I'm telling you right now, it's a fireable offense, man. Dak didn't have it. Dak didn't have it. He had wide open guys that he missed, you know, many, many times. He didn't have it, you know. It, it And like you said, they were down by 30. You get them out of there. I mean, it was just – it was one of those games. 
it's hard to say. I don't know. I don't know if this says anything great about the Broncos. It, it probably says something about the Broncos. But the point is that Dak didn't have it, and when they were down by thirty, you pull them out, you bench them, and uh, and you don't, you know, you don't risk any further injury. And uh, just you hate to see this kind of thing going on, man. It makes me sick every time I see it. But it is what it is. I look for the Cowboys to uh, to get it, you know, to get it together and uh, and to bounce back next week. Absolutely, I believe they're playing the Falcons. Who beat yeah, up on the Saints, and the line is like nine. So um, we're not going to talk about it, but that line's pretty high for a Falcons oh, yeah. team that all of a sudden came to life, and it looked like the Matt Ryan of old beating up on the Saints. But nevertheless, hey, I want to do some quick injury updates before we do the typical rundown of uh, you know the various uh, you know uh, uh, what do you want to call these challenges we got going on. So all right, so we talked about uh, Aaron Rodgers having COVID; he's potentially out for Week Ten. Um, I think Kyler Murray is expected 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 to be back for the Cardinals. Uh, we talked about OBJ getting out of there for uh, the Browns. Currently a free agent, so we'll need to see where he lands. He says he wants to go to Green Bay, so that's kind of funny. Um, Nick Chubb has COVID, so that's huge for the Browns because he is the lifeblood of that offense. However, my understanding is he is vaccinated, and this is like a leak. So I don't know if this is, uh, has been made official yet or not, so stay tuned to that one so, because that will change things. Um, Russell Wilson is back for the Seahawks. Um, that's an early that's return. You know, he had that hand injury, so that's news. <clears throat> and then David Montgomery was back for the Bears, run- <clears throat> excuse me, Bears running back last night. So Mad Money Mike, let's talk a little bit of pick em. Um This oh. was like – this was murder for all of us. We all pretty much dropped this week. So because of how like low scores shook out, um, car crazy, Chris won the week and he's in first place overall. I am in third place. Mad money, Mike, how are you doing? Ooh, Nelly. I was holding tight in that fifth spot and I have just plummeted like a rock all the way to the eighth place. I am officially done. Stick a fork in mad money, Mike. If I could change my name, I would. It is embarrassing to have wins at all in your name when you're at the bottom of the heap. But nevertheless, here we are. It has been a rough go, man. I have had so many close calls. I've made the type of picks that separate you from the pack. And I've lost at field goals and overtime, bad calls. Just like really been hosed this year, man. And uh, not much you can say about that. I do want to make a shout out. Cheetos anti bets. Although she is in tenth place, she is in second place in the wins loss column, which in Pick'em means absolutely nothing. But I still want to give her the shout out. Seventy nine wins is second to only Car Crazy Chris. She is second in wins losses, which means if she had just allocated her points differently, she would be in the running. Um, so uh, tip of the cap. Cheetos anti-bets for being second in win losses and a wag of the finger to Mad Money Mike losing it all. <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's talk bet stamp. We each loaded up $500 into bet stamp, and we have been making our bets. We've got up to $200 between us that we could win or lose based on how we're doing at the end of the season. I've continued my slide. I am now back to – only being up $70, whereas Whoa. at my prime, I was up like close to 300 So I'm at 570 total. Mad Money Mike, how are you doing? I am back over 900 I hit uh, 
my one bet of the week, I am, uh, I'm slowing down just because I have such a commanding lead on you. I'm just basically, uh, you know, watching you trip over your own feet while I uh, cruise to victory. And uh, with my one bet this week, I took uh, under 20 points in the first half of, uh, of the Steelers bears game. And it did go under and I hit the bet and I am back over $900 in bet stamp. If you want to go ahead and give me the $200 now, I'd be fine with that, but I'll leave that up to you. Mad Money Mike, I think you're just scared or I don't know what, I don't know what it is, but slow it down. This is not Mad Money Mike. Um, I need you to, you know, to, to, to kick it back into fifth gear and show us what you really got, man. How high can it go? Let's go, Mad Money Mike. Up those annies. Come on, man. <laughs> Oh, big bet, Brent. Man, I know. Uh, you, you know, you got me. You got me and pick them. You got me and pick them. Looks like, looks like, looks like we're gonna have a, uh, we're gonna have close to a wash on our hands. I think that the big, I think that the bet stamp is worth more than the pick them, though. So I think I still got the edge on you. But uh, I'll make you a deal, man. If you pick all upsets, if you pick all upsets across the board in pick them from here on out, I will, I will go, I will go full. Uh, I will go. I will go all in. I will go all in as my last bet of the year in bet stamp. <laughs> oh, all right, we're gonna you have to take have to that offline. You don't have to. You don't have to answer now. You don't have to answer now. Just chew on that. And we'll revisit it. All right. I'll tell you what. I I, I want to throw back a question for you and to all of our loyal listeners. Starting out with a shout out to Dad to the Bone to turning me on to this. Check us out on Twitter, guys, at It's a Lock Podcast, no apostrophes. Did you see – I retweeted it. There was a Mac Jones, the Patriots-Panthers game. Mac Jones got sacked, and he fumbled it. And you can see the replay. He, like, recovers from the sack, and he's, he's still down on the ground, but he recovered. And, like, the guy that sacked him is, like, you know, pretty much standing on top of him. He grabs the guy's ankle and, like, uses – puts his whole body torque into it and like I don't know if he how hurt he got but he did get taken to the medical tent like sprained the dude's ankle twisted his ankle to, to get him to to get him to go down mad money Mike, have you seen this do you think it's a dirty play I can tell you what Mac Jones said but I'm curious your initial take yeah I did see it I think this is what we call a nothing burger I think uh you know I think that it's it's a lot easier to make these kind of assessments when you put things in slow motion. You know, we got, uh, we got a fumble, you know, we got a scramble for the ball and you've got a player just thinking like, I've got to stop this guy from getting to the ball. He just grabs, mm-hmm. you know, that's just what was there. He couldn't Where? what else? Let me ask you this. What else could he have grabbed? You know, there was no, other well, he part. could grab the ankle. He didn't have to twist it though. Uh, but see, I just this time out. Me personally, after watching the video, I'm gonna have to disagree with the use of the word twist. I think it was more of like a, I don't know, just making sure that he couldn't use it kind of thing. You know, just like if you just if you just reach out and grab an ankle, dude, you're talking about like the most powerful humans on planet Earth. You have any idea how strong these guys are? If you just reach out and grab it, the guy's just gonna you know rip right through your grip. You know, you got to you got to put some kind of turn into it. You got to put some kind of motion into it, you know, in order to prevent him from getting to the ball, which you're trying to do. And again, this is bang, bang. You know, anyone out there who says like Mac Jones had a conscious thought 
I'm going to twist this guy's ankle. No way, man. This is happening so fast. Boom, sack, fumble out, ball. Oh, my God, this guy's going to try and get it. Grab, take him down. You know, like that's just instinct, instinct, instinct. And so I think in those instincts, you know, you, you stop a guy from getting to the ball via instincts. That's it. No malicious thought. The use of the word twist is misplaced. And uh, I see no, no, no harm, no foul. And if this, if that's what sprained this guy's ankle, dude, he like needs to toughen up, man. Like, how about some protein bars, dude? Come on, man. This is a quarterback, and you like sprains your ankle. Get out of the tent, toughen up, man. Put some tape on it, rub some is icy hot a- on it, get back out there. Is this like a new sponsorship I'm not aware of yet? Like, are we sponsored by Power Bar or something? This rant, <laughs> this, rant, this, rant this rant brought to you by Power Bars and icy hot. <laughs> get back out there. Uh, all right. Mad Money Mike, all I will say is that I don't disagree with what you're saying to be a bang, bang play. And like, maybe he didn't have like any bad intentions, but if you're trying to say he didn't twist his ankle, he turned his ankle. Like, come on, Mad Money Mike. Like this is semantics at this point. So let's, let's, let's move on from there though. Dear loyal listeners, shoot us an email, tweet us. What What do you guys think about this play? What did you think we need to know? Would you set Mad Money Mad Money Mike straight, please? Because apparently, it, when I talk, it's just in one ear and out the other. And you, you could also that say that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't want to jump ahead to locks of the week, but Mad Money Mike, you are like the Titanic headed straight down. And also, let's not forget, I took you for fifty on Bear Steelers last week, so maybe it's time to uh, roll it around like a marble up in your knocker and, and let it hang around in there instead of just shooting it right out the other side. So. Oh boy, I wish I could, man. I really, I really wish I could. You know what's crazy is that, like, okay, if you had every time I had like about like the words were about to come out about my lock of the week, I just changed it. That's it. I just simply said the other bet. I said the flip side of the bet. If I had just done that every time, like think about what my record would be. But like, I can tell you, seven and two, you'd be like the Packers. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What is so now? What's nerve wracking is that now for our loyal listeners who want to fade me. Can't blame them, but you can't just keep being so cold. This is the point. It's a long season. All we're trying to do is come out ahead. If you go nine and eight, you're winning. And so, with that being said, I encourage our loyal listeners to turn up their volumes and get ready because Mad Money Mike's lock of the week this week is not fadeable. I'm telling you it's lock, but obviously more to come on that. But go ahead. Go ahead and, and trash me. Trash me as you will. I'm prepared to take it. All right. Well, you're on a four-game slide, so let's, uh, let's see how deep the rabbit hole can go. Um, oh. All right. So we're going to talk – before we get to our locks of the week, we got our week 10 pick five. Now, Mad Money Mike, Mad Money Mike we've done this before. We're going to have to do lightning round just to be yep. conscious of the time. So Absolutely. we're going to start right. it off. We're, we're skipping Thursday Night Football right out the gate because it's not a good game. Um, we're going to go straight to the Sunday slate. The 5-3 and three Saints coming off that gut-wrenching loss to the Falcons in New Orleans are headed to Tennessee to take on the apparently unstoppable 7-2 and two Titans who just had a huge upset victory in Los Angeles. Titans are favored by 2.5 points at home. Over-under is 44-and-a-half. Mad Money Mike, with a spread like that, that tells me that on a neutral field, they think the Saints are a half point better. And let me remind you, they're playing with either Trevor Simeon or Taysom Hill as a starting quarterback. 
Now, of course, the Titans do not have Derrick Henry, but they didn't have Derrick Henry the other night when they beat up on the Rams. I don't understand this line. I have been saying that I think the Saints are overrated, but they do have a good pass defense, which now that the Titans don't have as good of a running offense may play into the Saints game plan. Man, Money Mike, I'm kind of talking on both sides here, but at the end of the day, I like the Titans. What say you? Gun to the head. Oh, gun to the head, man. God, I hate gun to the head. Gun to the head, you got to give me Titans. You got to give me Titans. I, I But, you know, it, what have we said all year? What happens? What happens when, when a line is a head scratcher? When something doesn't make sense to you? When you say, like, everybody out there in the world is going to take Titans two and a half. Titans are beating up on everybody. There's nobody the Titans can't beat. They're unstoppable. They're an unstoppable force of nature. They're the 1976 Steelers, you know. They're the they're the 2006, you know, whatever. Like it's how can they not win this game by three points? Of course they're going to win by three points. Everybody pile in. Whenever that happens, what do we do? What do we as betters do? We know that this is not right. We know that something's up. And and like you said, you know, there's there's behind the scenes information that goes into these lines. Okay, you're talking about defenses that run, a, you know, they they employ a four three defense. They you know they 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 do the, you know, they they put it out their their dime package, this percentage of the plays, whatever. And we know that this offense, when they go up against a four three defense, and and you know who who deploys a dime package, you know, this percent of the time, that blah blah blah, they don't work out. So there's a lot of behind the scenes that goes in each and every week as to why this particular offense does not match up well against this particular defense. Now we just saw what the saints did to the bucks and then they turn around and lose to the Falcons. Although they kind of won that game, but you know, blah, 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 the Falcons won, whatever. But the point is, is that there's clearly something here in regards to the matchup. And with that being said, you know, if there's not a gun to my head, let's just say there's not a gun to my head, and let's just say I'm a I'm a better. Let's just say I'm. They've a guy. emptied the clip by now, Mad Money Mike. They have emptied the <laughs> clip. <laughs> uh, let's just say I'm a. Let's just say I'm a guest on a podcast. Let's say I'm a co-host on a podcast, and there's not a gun to my head. Not for long, dude. Taking? Guess what? Guess what I'm taking? <laughs> guess what I'm taking? I'm taking Saints money line. I'm taking Saints money line plus one thirty. <clears throat> I like it. I think I'm, I'm starring this. This is us learning from our old notes. This is an anti-bet situation. Let's take Saints on the anti-bet. Hey, yo. What do we got next? Let's move on. we got the Browns, 5-4, and four, coming off that very impressive win over the Bengals in Cincinnati. Right now, I think it's a safe assumption that Nick Chubb will play because he is vaccinated, and it's uh, pretty early in the week. Headed to the 5-4 and four Patriots who have been looking real good lately. They just beat up on the Panthers, held them to six points. Uh, They sent Sam Darnold packing. He's uh, headed to the insane asylum. The Patriots are one-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Over-under is 45-and-a-half. Mad Money Mike, I'm going to let you take this one. Which which team are you taking here? Yeah, this is a uh, very tough game to bet. This is a very tough game to bet. I, you know, I, I just think that the, the Browns do have a level of firepower that the Patriots haven't necessarily seen often this year. Now, with that being said, the Patriots are extremely well coached. You know, that Bill Belichick defense is always going to perform at a high level. We've seen that time and time again. I think, you know, basing any information off the Panthers game is probably moot. The Panthers have been on a downward slide, you know, the old, the old mm-hmm. I'm, I'm seeing ghosts out there. Sam Darnold is making a return. 
And uh, I don't think there's a lot to take away from that. I'm going to go ahead and take the Browns plus two. Nice. I tell you, I'm going to take the Patriots here, but I'm looking at the Patriots schedule right now. And what you said has a, a lot of weight to it. They have not had the toughest of schedule. And when they have played tough teams like the Chargers, the Patriots and the Bucks, um, they've either lost or barely squeaked by. Um, however, that being said, I do think the Patriots are on the up and up. Um, Mad Money Mike, I'm willing to take this to the tracker for 50 bones if you want to. Put it in there, baby. Let's go. All right, so you're seeing the line is two. It's plus two now? Yeah, I've got Browns plus two on uh, the Swindlers. What, what did you All think right. it was? I had written down Pats minus one and a half, So, but that's fine. Um, I'll, I'll take Pats minus two. Nah, there's a stand-up guy for you. Hey, I want to give you some credit, Mad Money Mike. I forget if it was last week or the week before. Um, Aaron Rodgers went out with COVID, so Jordan Love's going to play versus the Chiefs. And that shifted the line by like 10 points. And books don't do that. If you have a ticket and all of a sudden, like, you know, as long as the game is still played, but somebody gets out injured and the line moves a gazillion points against you, you're SOL, my friend. So, Mad Money Mike, I want to give you props for letting me uh, null and void that bet. Well, I appreciate that, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll call it sowing uh, my future oats. I expect uh, I expect the kindness in return. I know I'm going to need it at some point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see. We shall see. Let's head to the three and five Seattle Seahawks with Russell Wilson coming off a bye, headed to the seven and two Green Bay Packers coming off that loss to the Chiefs. Put up in the air whether or not Aaron Rodgers is going to be back. He could clear ten day protocol on the day before the game. Right now, the line is Packers minus three, so I'm not sure how you want to read into that, given Russell Wilson's back and Aaron Rodgers up in the air. Nevertheless, spread is 50. Mad Money Mike, let's just assume that Aaron Rodgers is going to play off of essentially zero practice because the Packers would have to be idiots to put Jordan Love out there again. Um, So with that being said, I kind of like the Packers. I'm willing to give three points. What say you? Ooh, take it to the tracker, man. This is my – this is not – it's not my lock of the week, but it's my lock of the pick five right here, Seahawks plus three and a half. <laughs> now, obviously, this is assuming that Russell Wilson plays. I think that all reports indicate that Russell Wilson is going to be back and is going to play. I'm going to have to yes. – uh, you know, we're going to have to hit the edit button real hard if he doesn't. But assuming uh, Russell Wilson plays um, Seahawks plus three and a half all day, and that's – I don't care who's behind the quarterback at Packers oh, – Obviously, if Jordan Love plays, this line is going to swing wildly. The line right now indicates that they think that uh, Aaron Rodgers will be back. Otherwise, there's no way that the Packers would be favored. Um, I predict that Aaron Rodgers will not play and that this line will swing wildly. And even if Aaron Rodgers does play, dude, he's going to be hacking and wheezing more than me after one of this uh, one of these one of these devil's lettuce you know sessions out here, man. Like, dude, this guy just had unvaccinated COVID, man. You think that's a walk in the park? Like the guy was sick. He was like, he was sick. You know, he's like, uh, you know, he's he was like, whatever. I'm not saying he was like, oh, in the hospital or whatever. But you know, like you get sick. You know, even if it was just like a common cold, which probably that's probably what it was or whatever. Who knows? But the point is, is that he wasn't, uh, he wasn't just like his his like normal self for this week. So it's going to be no practice plus whatever effect, even if they were mild, whatever, whatever effect that COVID had on him, no practice plus. 
the effect of you think that every guy in that locker room thinks it's awesome what he did. Oh, man, I'm, like, totally pumped that he, like, misled us. No way, man. There's some guys, not saying all of them, but there's definitely some guys in the locker room that think that what he did was off-putting and they're not totally jiving with it. And as a result, there's going to be a lower level of team cohesion. Momentum's just going to be slightly off. When you're talking about high-level NFL teams, you're talking about everything needs to be precise. You can't have your momentum off, even the tiniest little scotch. And so that three-headed monster of no practice, some effect from COVID, team momentum being slightly off, give me the Hawks, plus three and a half, all day, baby. All right, so we're going to the tracker with fit for 50 bucks on that. But let's put that stipulation in. If either Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers do not play, we're going to call this bet off. Okay, 10-4. All right, excellent. I love everything you said, by the way. So um, making bets on, you know, versus any sort of book um, where that, you know, clearly that stipulation would not exist uh, may be a smart idea. So I appreciate uh, putting that stipulation in there. Could work both ways. I think Russell Wilson's going to play, but you never know. All right, let's head to Sunday Night Football, the 5-4 and four Chiefs coming off, uh, you know, that quote-unquote win versus Jordan Love and the Packers heading to Las Vegas Raiders. Coming off that disappointing loss to the Giants, Raiders also uh, Raiders five and three, Chiefs five and four. Uh, Raiders two and a half point dogs at home, over under fifty one and a half. Mad Money Mike, we're pounding the Raiders. Next question, right? I have to. I have to. I mean, I, I, just, I cannot. First of all, I cannot have earlier in the podcast taken such a healthy dump on the Chiefs and then somehow take them. In a game later in the same podcast. All right. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to call Mahomes, you know, literally a broken, a broken item, you know, a broken person. You know, I, I, I basically attacked his mental health, which is a big no, no. I shouldn't have done that. I hope I didn't insinuate that. Hope all of our loyal listeners know that that was just some pizzazz for the show. I certainly hope that he's okay and would never insinuate that someone is not okay. But with all that being said, he is totally broken. Give me the Raiders on the money line, plus 125. Hey-o. Love it. All right, we're going to close out our Week 10 Pick 5 with Monday Night Football, the 7-2 and two Rams coming off that crazy loss to the Titans, headed to the 3-5 and five San Francisco 49ers, also coming off a loss to the Cardinals that did not have Kyler Murray, shall we say. The 49ers, four-point dogs at home. Home, so they're plus four. Over under is forty nine. Mad Money Mike, give me the Rams on a huge rebound, easily covering this spread versus a Forty ers team that is a little bit overrated. Are you talking about Sticky Hands Garoppolo, Mister Mister? Uh, uh, I can't throw it. I don't know where to throw it. I can't release the ball. It's stuck to my hand. Of course, I'm taking the Rams three and a half all day. Jimmy Garoppolo is an absolute joke. This guy will be a backup quarterback real soon. He's a joke. He'll be a backup quarterback real soon. And no, your audio is not on repeat. I did just say that twice in a row because I want you to understand how bad Jimmy Garoppolo is. He is complete garbage. I don't think they'll finish this game. Put market right there. Hot take. Jimmy Garoppolo will not finish this game. So that came down to three and a half because I had four. Uh, Swindlers have it at three and a half. Excellent. All right. I got it noted. Jimmy G will not finish, says Mad Money Mike. All right, Mad Money Mike. So this is a game of sticky hands. You called Jimmy Garoppolo sticky hands earlier when you were trashing on the Rams. You called Matt Stafford sticky hands. So 
I mean, like, is dude, this I'm just so... one giant butterfinger of a game? <laughs> dude, I am so sick of these scared quarterbacks not throwing the ball. Throw the ball, man. Throw the ball. Make that part of your decision. <laughs> throw it into the dirt, whatever. Throw it out. I mean, like, there's things that you can do. Make that part of your repertoire. You know, it's like obviously there's intentional grounding, but if you like see a guy covered, you can throw it in his direction or whatever, but like into the ground, you know, you know, five yards in front of him or something, make it part of your skill set. But like mm-hmm. to sit back there and not throw the ball and just take sacks. I don't understand what's happening, man. I don't understand what's happening. Like a sack, a sack is worse. If you step up into the pocket and throw intentional grounding, guess what? You're going to lose the down from that spot so you're like you could do intentional grounding and save yourself five or six yards and being pummeled by some beast of a man on the defensive line why are you taking sacks throw the ball if you have to throw into the dirt throw into the dirt but these guys who like can't release the ball and just take the sack i don't understand what's happening i'm so sick of watching it i'm so sick of jimmy garoppolo i'm so sick of matt stafford i cannot wait for these two idiots to go up against each other. The only difference in this game is going to be the Rams' defense. And uh, give me the Rams three and a half all day. <laughs> oh, man. Did you have some, like, spicy Mexican or some, like, spicy Italian? Because Mad Money Mike is peeing off. He is hot. He is hot. And that's perfect because we're headed to locks of the week where Mad Let's Money Mike move. is ice cold. Mad Money Mike is on a four-game slide. <laughs> Mad Money Mike is two and seven. So, Mad Money Mike, I'm going to let you go first. Let's inject some fire into your locks of the week. Who are you taking for week 10? All right, man. We've got a lock of the week this week, and it comes to you from none other than the game that features – the two teams that go by the names of the Do you Minnesota want me to go Vikings. first? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go first. Go first. Okay. I am taking – we just covered it. You covered all the bases. Monday Night Football, give me the Rams, minus three and a half, headed into San Francisco to take on the 49ers. I think the 49ers are clearly overrated this year. Jimmy G just not getting it done. The coaching staff not doing a good job mixing in uh, him and Trey Lance. George Kittle had a good showing just coming back off an injured reserve. Debo Samuel still messing with the ankle. The Rams, they're the real deal. They had a bad week this past week. No one is arguing that. But they are – I love their coaching staff. I love their offense, including how their game plan works with their quarterback, Matt Stafford. I know Mad Money Mike, you see it differently. I think their defense that just added Von Miller – is going to dominate this game. I think the Rams easily cover now only three and a half points. Monday Night Football, guys, I got last week's, yesterday's Monday Night Football correct. Um, so stick with me here. I'm on a one-game win streak. I am four and five, so I'm not here, you know, like saying that I'm crushing, but we're on the up and up. Rams minus three and a half at 49ers. Cheeto's anti-bet, she is taking the 49ers plus three and a half versus the Rams. So with that, Mad Money Mike, have you figured out your lock of the week? All right. So I will say the reason, obviously, I'm, I'm hesitant for a lot of different reasons. But one of the big reasons is because I want my lock of the week to be Seahawks plus three and a half. The concern with uh, putting that out on the pod is that if there's a Russell Wilson setback and he doesn't play, then uh, then I have no faith in that. So I'm going to go with my lock of the week uh, being the uh, Chargers at home 
against the Minnesota Vikings and their absolutely putrid play calling. I got Chargers covering two and a half, winning by a field goal, at least at home against the Vikings. Mad Money Mike's lock of the week. Secondary bet, which I highly encourage everyone to keep an eye on, assuming that Russell Wilson is healthy, is the Seahawks plus three and a half over the Packers. There you go. I don't know if you maybe I'll maybe once we get you know all this new you know underdog podcast set up and we get new equipment and stuff, I could put in some sound effects of me rolling my eyeballs <laughs> with you trying to sneak in and out for yourself when locks of the week go haywire and like you've got four like locks of the week and one of them is you'd be like, guys, remember I said <laughs> that's what you sign up for, big bad brain. That's why we're here, big dog. Don't worry, loyal listeners. I am here to call it like I see it and keep Mad Money Mike honest. And so with that, Mad Money Mike, you stay on the straight and narrow or else. All right. I feel like I'm talking to my kid, which is a good segue into Diaper Dad Diaries. Mad Money Mike, I'm going to let you go first, but I'm not going to forget to go after you. Yeah, well, we uh, – we, um... You know, as I uh, had in the last Diaper Dad Diary, we've we've taken our first steps. And over the last week, seven days from our last podcast, we are no longer just taking steps. We are toddling all over the place. So we have officially a toddler on our hands here. And the uh, the new favorite thing is walking outside. And this is an issue, folks, because we live in Portland. And what does Portland do? Between the months of October and April, every year, every day, is it rains. And it is cold, and it is rainy, and all this girl wants to do is go outside so she can just walk around and just, like, eat leaves and put rocks in her mouth. And we can't <laughs> stop her. There's no way around it. If you don't give her her outside walking around time, she freaks out, dude. We have an absolute diva on our hands, man. Like, she has demands. She wants those demands met. And if those demands are not met, everyone is going to pay the price. And so with the toddling has come the desire to walk around outside and explore her world. And uh, it's adorable, but, uh, but we don't exactly know what to do. We're going to have to invest in, uh, in a lot of baby rain gear, that's for sure. And, um, and yeah, day in, uh, day in and day out is, um, is you know, wild. Uh, we've, got some, we've got some new words being spoken and a lot going on, man. It's crazy, you know, right here at this uh, 13 and a half month mark is uh, pretty wild stuff, man. But yeah, I will, uh, I will say that this uh, rabid desire to uh, walk around outside is the old diaper dad diary of the week. That's awesome, man. That's freaking sweet. Just to hear how quickly she is going from first steps to can't wait to get out and run all around. So can't believe how fast it happened, man. I really can't. It's insane. Well, it's good. All right. So it's funny you mentioned that uh, Valley is a diva. So you've got a diva on your hands. Over here, we've got a cat on our hands. So Chittam and Kramer went to see Chittam's aunt in Houston this past weekend. And I get a video. Um, her aunt has a cat. And Kramer loves this cat. So Kramer's chasing around the cat. Kramer's trying to play with the cat. The cat, you know, he's a cat. He's like, just dear humans, go away. But my aunt has a laser pointer or her aunt, sorry, has a laser pointer and cats love laser pointers, you know, like the laser, they try and like catch the laser. So uh, they're doing the laser pointer, the cat, you know, trying to catch the laser pointer. Kramer's watching this. was like in awe. And so they move the laser pointer over by Kramer and Kramer starts doing the exact same thing. 
like acting just like a cat, trying to catch the laser pointer. It was so hilarious and so kind of sad at the same time. Um, but yeah, that's the Diaper Dad Diary of the Week. Kramer is acting like a cat. God, that's pure gold, man. That's pure gold, dude. Absolutely hilarious, man. I love, I love, uh, I, I love the idea that he's getting around animals, man. I think about this with Valley. I feel like it's an important part of. Uh, well, well, he grew up with a dog. I forget about that. You guys have a dog, so he's grown up with a dog. So that's adorable, man. Uh, is this his first? Uh, is his first time being around a cat as opposed to a dog? Yeah, first time being up close and personal. Like you know, when we walk, you know, we we do little laps around the neighborhood, and like we see a cat, you know, but it's from like. 10 yards away so this first time like being in a house being within like three feet of a cat so that's awesome that's awesome man yeah i keep thinking that we need to get valley exposed to uh exposed to some animals man but that's too funny that's too funny hey you and shittle can uh maybe you can use that maybe get you uh maybe get your laser pointer on uh, on days where you can't figure anything else to uh, entertain them just sit back on the couch and let them do work oh that is not a bad idea oh man (laughs) All right, so Mad Money Mike, season two, episode number 13. We did the rundown of week nine. We teed up and talked through a five-pack of week 10. We did all the typical challenge rundowns. We talked about Twitter. No loyal listener email, but check us out. Our Twitter, at It's A Lock Podcast. Loyal listener email, It's A Lock Podcast at gmail.com. No apostrophes in any of those things. Stay tuned for more information on Underdog Podcasts and what that means for how you guys can listen to our future pods. Mad Money Mike, did I miss anything? How do you want to close out this pod? Oh man, you said it all. I can't. Uh, I can't thank you enough. I uh, can't uh, tell you how uh, how great it is to be able to spend this time with you and with all of our loyal listeners. I am super pumped for what the future has in store for us with the Underdog Podcast Network. I can't wait to uh, get that information to our loyal listeners so they know what to do to switch over. As always, please, as Big Bet Brent just said, make sure that you. Tweet us and send us your loyal listener emails. We cannot wait to hear from you. And uh, can't wait to do it again next week, my man. Excellent. Well said. That is going to do it. Season 2, Episode 13. It's a lock. Peace. That'll do it for this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in. On behalf of Mad Money Mike, this is Big Bet Brent saying so long and see you next week.